You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Welcome to the Torn and the Goblin, the Mash Those Buttons podcast about Warcraft story and lore. My name is Nick Selenkevich, and I'm Gragthar, Torn Hunter on Skywall US, and Katie, Clanker Goblin Resto Shaman on Earth and Ring US, is feeling under the weather tonight, so she's not here. Uh, but instead joining us, we have uh, Skull Shorties, YouTuber and Twitter extraordinaire. Uh, Skull, how are you doing? I am doing pretty well. So... Tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel. I know you do the uh, the anime intros for the expansions that I think are pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, I have done those. Those were kind of how I started doing YouTube uh, with World of Warcraft and all that. And then I kind of expanded by talking about lore, video, lore in Warcraft, uh, speculation in Warcraft. I started making machinimas on the same subject, uh, and I do some other topics on other video games sometimes too, like Halo and Witcher, but those are more rare. Uh, but it's mostly just a lot of WoW stuff on there. And uh, you have your orc uh, Banarak, your orc hunter? Yes, that is my uh, main character that I've been playing and maining as a Beastmaster Hunter since Wrath of Lich King. Very nice. Very nice. So from one Beastmaster Hunter to another? Very nice. Now, oh, yeah. is there a reason that you like Beastmaster Hunter in particular? There is, yes. Uh, from uh, my youngin days of eight years old, and now I'm 24, I have been a big fan of the character of Rexar, who is one of the most renowned Beastmaster Hunters in Warcraft. So that was a big reason why I became an orc and why I became a Beastmaster. Uh, with also Thrall. I almost became a shaman because of Thrall, but Rexar did it. So you, you, I guess you knew of Rexar from Warcraft three, then uh, you, you encountered him there, correct? Yes. Yes. That's how I, I, I played Warcraft three as an eight year old. Parents were not okay with it. When they figured <laughs> out, uh, got immediately was not allowed to play that. So my brother's like, Oh, it's okay. You can play world of Warcraft instead. Tried playing world of Warcraft. Nah, that didn't last either. That was even worse than my parents. So, uh, so was so was that Banarak at the time then as well that you were playing in World of Warcraft? There is he that old? No, 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 no. Uh, my brother let me use his account, and I had an orc warlock named Blades with a Z because when you're a kid, the letter Z attached to everything was cool. I'm trying to think what year that would have been. Uh, that's what that'd be I like believe 2006. Was, I think it was either 2005 or 2006. Okay. So yeah, that's that's about right, that's about right in in the, the the tail end I think of like the uh, like extreme Z time frame that 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 checks out. Yeah. So, I, I guess my my question here is that like as you've grown up and matured and aged, um, mm -hmm. you know you've changed. Has your feelings for Rexar changed? Has your like relationship to the character changed, or is he still sort of that awesome you know badass hunter that you you know you you kind of fell in love with back? you know, when you were eight years old, is he still sort of your, your childhood hero to this day? 
I would say those feelings have remained the same, in the same vein that uh, Orcs and Thrall and Rexar just in general have remained my uh, favorite parts of Warcraft. Uh, alongside the fact that I was a big fan of Batman, I'm still a big fan of Batman. Uh, Rexar is very similar in appearance to that character. And uh, that probably was where everything started in terms of liking him. I was like, oh, it's Orc Batman. That guy's cool. But I ended up liking his story. I ended up liking his character, his voice actor. Uh, Steve Bloom is a big factor to why I like him too. How did I miss that Steve Bloom does Rexar? A lot of people miss this fact. I don't know how, but because uh, yeah. no, he he doesn't sound like Steve. Like I feel like Steve Bloom. Like he generally has. I don't know, maybe I'm just not paying attention to it. But like you know, like he's got that. Like you can tell that like Wolverine and Spike they're still in that same range. And I just I never noticed that with Rexar. Yeah. No. He he. Uh... He voiced Rexar in Warcraft 3 and Heroes of the Storm. He does not voice him in World of Warcraft at all. Oh, well, that, but, that, that, uh, would be, <laughs> well, that would be why I haven't noticed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he uh, was voiced by Matthew Mercer in, yes. uh, in Warlords of Draenor uh, and Onward with Legion and BFA. Hasn't, been, hasn't showed up in Shadowlands as far as I know, so no Rexar there, but we did get uh, the Gargoyle, uh, General Draven, who is also voiced by uh, Matthew Mercer. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, that was, pr- that would be pre critical role, Matthew Mercer, right? I think so. I, I don't know too much about critical role, but I, I am aware of who voices Rexar. That's like, I, I, he, he started voicing in Hearthstone and I was like, okay, this guy's not too bad. Uh, of course I do prefer Steve, Bl- not Steve Bloom. Is it Steve Bloom? Blum. I thought it was Blum. Blum. I, I, I know he's Steve. <laughs> Uh, I, I, now I, I need to look this up to see, like, because let's see here. I think, I think it's Steve Bloom. I think Steve. Hold on. No, no, Steve Blum. Yeah, Wikipedia listed under under Steve Blum. Yeah. Oh. Oh, was that? That was a cat. Okay. <laughs> so Rexar's affinity for pets. Did that? Is that what encouraged you to get a cat? Uh. Oh, I think my cat might have unplugged my monitor. Hold on. Uh oh. Okay. There we go. I have two monitors, thankfully, but still. Uh, technically, I didn't purchase the cat, but I've always kind of liked animals in general. But uh, I love animals, and I've had a dog. I've had several cats. Uh, I really like cats. I have my favorite animal right now that I've basically uh, nursed or taken care of since we got him is Moxie, who is a... I'd say he's turning... Three? Yeah, I think he's turning three this year uh, in the springtime. I don't know the exact date, but I think he's turning three. Now, Banarak has a wolf for a companion, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he has Skull. Skull, okay. So you're named after the dog, like Indiana. Um. So Skull is uh, the spirit beast in Storm Peaks. I had oh, no okay. idea of the Norse mythology at the time, I was just like, Oh, this guy has a cool name as a pet. I'm going to keep it because back in the day, your pet wouldn't be called spirit beast, or I guess it would be called spirit beast, but the NPC would be called spirit beast after you tame it. And I was like, Oh, that's a cool name. I like skull. Let's keep that. Cool. Cool. And, um, uh, you said you're running around as Beastmaster. You only have skull out or do you have another pet as well? I also have hottie, which, Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, did that because uh, 
North mythology at the time, I was like, oh, Hottie's really cool. And then Blizzard uh, in uh, Legion, they were like, oh, yeah, Skull has a brother, by the way. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And they let you have both Skull and Hadi out at the same time when you had Titan Strike. I thought that was really cool. In fact, uh, one of the things that, that I don't think it's been noted by many people, but uh, Hadi, I don't think Hadi does this any other pet. But if you have Skull and Hadi out at the same time, uh, Hadi will come up to Skull and zap him with little lightning bolts. <laughs> Uh, affectionately <laughs> affectionately of course of course lightning doesn't do anything to them they're fine nice that's cool that's cool i have to say like as a hunter that little change in legion just being able to have two pets out like that i don't, don't want to say that, like revolutionized the class but it just made it feel so much more iconic that you know you can just run around and you know you've got you know like one beast flanking you on either side oh yeah um, i've wanted that for years and especially too, like, I mean, I don't know how full your, your stable is, but I mean, you know, I've got plenty, every, every expansion, they put out some kind of beast. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to tame that. And then it just sits in my stable for eternity. So it, it's nice to at least have two models out uh, for a little bit, as opposed to, uh, you know, just only being able to see one. Yeah. I, I use nothing but skull and hottie as my two pets, but I have uh, my other pets here. I've got a Rylic, uh, I've got a, cleft huff a toad and uh one of those big giant beetle things i think they're kind of called kashungs from oh, yeah. uh, pandaria uh whenever like they make a pet like tameable it like it gets me excited about every expansion i think uh in shadowlands they finally let us tame cloud serpents though there's not enough colors we can tame with the cloud serpents but it's still really cool I made sure to go get elgalon as soon as i could or elegon uh, oh yeah that's tameable yeah, now yeah the spirit beast though not a cloud serpent but still cool yes but uh no that's no it, it's what was i gonna say i just lost my train of thought never mind <laughs> um no but uh well let's go ahead and, and get into into rexar's history then um i guess you know as you said you've been playing you know you, you're familiar with the story since you were eight so Let's go ahead. So, so Rexar first shows up at the end of Warcraft three, uh, in the, was it the, the, the like the, the battle for Orgrimmar DLC, if I'm not mistaken, uh, founding of Durotar. Thank you. That's what it is. I knew it wasn't siege of Orgrimmar, but it no, had something to no, do with no. it. <laughs> that, that doesn't come out till like 2013. You're, you're about, uh, 10 years off. <laughs> so, so what is Rexar's role in the founding of Durotar? So within the founding of Duratar, Rexar, he's chumming up with Misha, his go-to bear, his main pet, uh, and uh, they're kind of just observing the wilds from afar. They want nothing really to do with the orcs, with the humans, with war, with anything. He just wants to hang out in nature and uh, not really deal with anyone's uh, bullshit. And... uh. In comes uh, some Quillbore fighting an orc, and uh, this orc, I believe his name is Mulgren. I'm not entirely sure if that's true or not. It's been a while, but he's an orc grunt. He's got a message for Thrall, and uh, he dies, though. And Rexar comes in to defend him just before he dies, and he promises that this old warrior will uh, retain his honor by Rexar delivering this message, because Mulgren thinks that he's going to lose all his honor because he failed to do this. And Rexar's like, I ain't going to let that happen. I've got to hold this charge. I'll bring this message to your war chief, which we learn is Thrall. 
He's an Ogremar. Ogremar is just getting set up. This is the very early stages of Ogremar. It's being uh, helped by, and managed by Gazlo. And uh, Rexar, he is like, hey, I got this message for you. It's pretty important. And uh, initially, the grunts within the city, they want nothing to do with this half-breed. Rexar is half-ogre, which is a big deal for the rest of the Horde at the time. Orcs can kind of be a bit xenophobic, sadly. Uh, and they they don't like Rexar for being a half-breed, but they let him in anyways because he's got a message for their warchief Thrall. And uh, Thrall uh, invites him into Ogamar for the rest of his people. He's even uh, nice to Rexar despite being a half-breed because he's heard stories about the the, the Mokdathal, probably from Drek'thar, because Drek'thar has stories about them, and as we know uh, from Chronicle, uh, the Frostwolves are actually one of the clans that helped free the Mokdathal from being oppressed by the ogres back on Draenor. So uh, Thrall, he uh, seps Rexar into his city, and uh, Rexar, he doesn't really feel comfortable about just laying about in the city. He needs to do stuff. He feels like he needs to uh, earn his keep. So uh, he helps out Nazgril, uh, chief advisor to uh, Thrall. He helps out Drek'thar, who I just mentioned, who is basically Thrall's mentor and teacher. He helps out Gazlo, the main goblin architect of Ogremar, and so on and so forth. He helps out a lot of people in Ogremar, and uh, he earns his keep through uh, doing deeds there for them. So you mentioned that he was a, a half-ogre, half, uh, half-orc. Yes. Uh, and do we know what ogre clan the Machnathal, uh descend from? Would it, would it presumably be the Gorian, or is, is there some other ogre clan uh, they could have come from? Uh, I would have to look that up, but I know that they're stationed in Frostfire Ridge, and this is around the time that the Warsong are butchering them left and right, and uh, the ogres decide that they need to have super soldiers who are smart like orcs, but as strong as ogres, so they they make that by uh, uh, forcefully uh, making uh, orcs and ogres breed to make huh. Machnathal. I didn't I, I didn't realize there was forced uh, commingling there. That's uh, that's a big yeah. It, it is very not good. Ogres were not very uh, nice to their uh, Machnathal prisoners, and uh, it was so bad that the Machnathal knew that their state was not good. And they wanted out, but they really couldn't do much about it until the Frost Wolves and White Claw come in and free them. And Leah Rocks is like, "Thanks for helping us out. We're we're gonna go ahead and live out our days as outcasts uh, because the orcs don't want us. We don't really feel comfortable living with them. Uh, we don't want to live with ogres because ogres were terrible towards us. So we're gonna live out our days in exile from the uh, other orcs and other people." In uh, I believe Gorgrot, Gorgrot, yeah. So yeah, we'll get back to Leo Rocks and the Machnathal. Uh, was it when uh, when Rexar heads over through the portal, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Um, but let's go back if we can to Duratar. So Rexar, he he ingratiates himself. He does tasks for uh, you said Gazlo and Drex, Drex, Drexthar and Thrall, and. You know, he I guess he builds up his reputation among the horde to establish himself as a, a valuable, maybe not a member of the horde at this point, but at least a, a valuable ally. You know, he's someone he's, yeah. he's he's at least horde horde compatible. He I definitely think he empathizes with the horde. He had he had his own days with the horde with Gromash, and uh, what made him leave the horde back in the day was the death of his precious wolf Haratha, who uh, gave his life 
protecting Rexar from being basically drained like a battery from a dying warlock, and uh, that was what set Rexar off. He was like, orcs are just betraying people left and right, they're causing nothing but carnage, they're killing people, they're doing nothing, nothing good. My father might have been right about the horde. I need to bail. I need to leave. And uh, Gromash lets him leave. I'll give Gromash points there. Gromash was like, nah, let him leave. He learned his right to leave. Let him go. And Rexar has never seen into the horde until now, which uh, coincidentally, he's helping out one of Grom's basic little brother, uh, Thrall, with, uh, obviously not by blood, but by name only, uh, by doing these tasks in, uh, Ogremar and Durotar, and, uh, he also meets Jen by doing these tasks. He is one of the first, uh, of the Horde to meet with Jen, and, uh, he helps Jen with his brew, even taste tests it, says it nearly really kills him, Chen thinks that's hilarious, and uh, pals around with Rexar uh, and Rokan, because uh, Rokan's basically, uh, at the time, Rokan's the champion of the Dark Spears, he's one of Thrall's best scouts, and he's kind of helping uh, Rexar go around the place and know the place that they are currently trekking. And uh, the trio is born, as I like to call them, Rexar, Chen, and Rokan. They are one of my favorite groups. I am still sad to this day that they are not united at all within WoW. It's been well over 20 years, and they still have not uh, reunited. Yeah, especially, I mean, we had Chen prominently in Mists, we had uh, Rokan prominently in, in Warlords and uh, and BFA, mm-hmm. that you would think there'd be somewhere, especially BFA, I mean, with all the, well, I guess Chen is, the problem is that Chen is really not allied with the Horde at all. He is, he, he's, no, he's not. He's very neutral, and so it's hard. I guess that's where that's where the the hangup is. I I could see like Rokan and and Rexar hanging out on like a horde mission, especially you know with his faction heavy as BFA was. Um, but yeah, yeah, but then the, the, like Chen really has no place in in battle for Azeroth. Um, it's it's kind of hard to 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 fit him in there. I think they could have made a point to include him in the second rebellion with Sarfang, maybe because Chen joined the rebellion with Vol'jin because he was pals with Vol'jin. Uh, it it could have been it could have made sense because in a lot of uh, people's eyes, Sylvanas had betrayed what the Horde was, uh, and uh, you could even make a point there that maybe she had something to do with Vol'jin's death. And I don't know. As much as that's more speculative uh, on their ends, obviously it's not fully true. Um, that could have made a uh, made a reason for why Chen could have joined the the second rebellion of the Horde, but uh, there were plans to have Rexar in Mister Pandaria, but it got scrapped. Uh, he was supposed to help you out in Battlefield Barons with fighting some Korkron, uh and defending a banner, but that didn't happen. And then uh, we did have Rokan and Rexar reunite in BFA, but it's for a Warfront, not Warfront. Uh, it's one of those skirmishes the, that happens yeah, in the zone. The, the, yeah, no, I think it was a Warfront, right? Is that what they were? I think that I thought, is. I thought Warfronts were uh, were the uh, was like the the Darkshore Warfront and the uh, Arachne oh, yeah. Warfront. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. It, I, I'm. Tr- I don't know what the, I don't know what they're called, but they're like, they were those skirmishes that happened within the zone and Rexar and Rokan there for the uh, Stormsong one. They re- <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they reunite there. And they, uh, they don't, they don't talk. They just kind of fight alongside each other, which is a shame. Like you think that they'd have more to say with each other, but no. Well, 
presumably, I, I think at least if they're they're fighting alongside each other, I think that gives you at least room to imagine that there's there's chatter between the two of them off camera. Like they're not, you know, that they're at least yeah. in the same space, and maybe you're not seeing their. I, they're I, too busy fighting to, you know, they're not the I, they're not the, the like oh we're gonna have a lot of banter while we're fighting type. I, I think that just for me, it's like okay, these guys have been separated for well over twenty years now. Maybe maybe we can have them at least uh, talk to each other, but uh, no. <laughs> uh, it, it, I I just really want them to engage with one another. It doesn't need to be anything too big. It doesn't need to be a cinematic. It doesn't need to be a quest line. It could just be a dialogue between the two, and it would have been or three, I should say. But uh, yeah, that's it. back in Warcraft three. Their 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 little friendship, their little group was born, and they. Uh, assist against the coming tie that is the Coltiran Navy, led by uh, Dalen Proudmore, Jaina's father, who uh, wants to annihilate the orcs, completely wipe them clean from Azeroth uh, for his dead son and for his dead uh, nation and the Alliance entirely, really, because he saw what happened to Lordaeron and he assumed the worst for his daughter. And uh, at the time, everyone thinks that Jaina's trying to start some war with the horde and they're very confused but uh rexar chen and rokan they learn the truth and they tell Thrall what's up that dalen is uh invading kalimdor and is going to you know wipe out the orcs but fortunately rexar stops them and uh ends dalen's plans well he he gets the the kill shot on dalen if i'm not mistaken yes rexar kills dalen and uh when Jaina is sobbing after, you know, she constantly tried to get him to stop, uh, and he still didn't. He still didn't listen to her, even after everything she said. Uh, Rexar tells Jaina to remember him as a proud warrior. Uh, he's not smug about it. He's not, like, spitting on Dalen's corpse or anything. Even though Dalen kind of... Dalen definitely deserves everything coming towards his way. At least the orcs aren't, like, defiling... Uh, his dead body by like you know butchering it or any or spitting on it or anything like that they're they're pretty chill about it well i think i think part of that would have to be because like jane is there as sort of an ally that yeah it would be disrespectful to like you know their 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 relationship with her to you know like defile the, the I, father. I think I, it- I think it speaks to rexer's character though because i don't really see him as the type like garrosh would where Garrosh would be like, you failed human. And, you know, well, I think Garrosh would be the one to plant a banner on his dead body. All right. Well, well, there's, there's something they said there as far as, you know, not so much doing that to, you know, like to, to rub it in like Dalen's spirit's mm-hmm. face or anything, but I think, you know, more so you're, you're doing that to, you know, as like a warning, like, look, this is what we've done to your leader. You know, the rest of you, you're, if you're not taking prisoner, get out of here and go back home and tell everybody about how, you know, you got your butt kicked by the orcs. Yeah, so. Rexar does tell them to stand down after killing Dalen and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, Thrall and Rexar are pretty clear that they never want to come back to Theramore like this ever again. So, I, they, I think it's... They pretty- don't. <laughs> yeah. But that's... Uh, through everything, through all of that, Rexar became Chieftain of the Ogres, the Stonemall Ogres. He helped uh, save Bane Bloodhoof from the Centaur. Uh, and uh, re-sparked Karen's hope and brought him back into the Horde. Uh, Karen's there. Karen's buddies with Rexar. He's also Rexar also helped the uh, Dark Spear trolls uh, when the when the uh, 
Kulteris invades them and drives them from their Echo Isles. And uh, so Rexar is like basically a champion of the Horde in the eyes of not just the Orcs, but ju- but the Tauren, the Trolls, the Ogres. You can even probably say the Goblins too, considering he helps out Gazlo quite a bit there. So there, there's a, Rexar has a lot of connections to the races of the Horde, even the Pandaren, I guess technically with Chen. So uh, and Thrall, of course, named him champion of the Horde after everything. And uh, instead of sticking around in Ogremar, like Sarfang would, or anything like that, Rexar goes to live a humble life back in the wilds. And we do see him again in Desolus, where he helps us uh, combat against Anixia. But uh, for the most part, Rexar is uh, more of a humble uh, wild man. He he still has like a connection with the Horde, and he still helps out military-wise, uh, but he's mostly... Uh, He's he's not a he's not a city guy. Well, the hunter class, as depicted in WoW, and I think this is most obvious, uh, if not in the hunter class hall in Legion, um, but also when you play Hearthstone and you you have the various hunter heroes that you can use in Hearthstone. Um, now, Rexar is the the uh, the primary hunter in, in Hearthstone. He was the character that they chose to embody the hunter class mm-hmm. uh, when they you know when they just had one character per class and since then they've expanded the with the customizations and you can get uh assorted hunters um the hunter class as it is it stretches from like the like rexar is very nature oriented uh, like you said he likes to live in the wilds he has his, his his pets that he's very close to and bonded with it stretches all the way from him to a character like sylvanas who really she's only i mean she she's i mean a dark you know the dark ranger kind of archetype um we're really, you know, she doesn't use pets. Really, the only hunter thing about her is that she uses a bow, and I guess she has some tracking skills. Um, but she's not as, at least especially in her banshee form, she's not as attuned into nature as Rexar is. Rexar is almost, um, you know, like on a, I don't know, like a spectrum, I'd say. He's almost getting close to become like a druid as far as that sort of affinity for nature where, I mean, he doesn't have the shape-shifting or anything like that, but... Um, you know, I suppose like maybe, he, you know, under the right guidance, he could have been pushed that way. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like an alternate timeline where Rexar was like a druid and, and you know, living among the animals as an animal, kind of. Yeah, it, it's very funny bringing up Sylvanas and Rexar because I believe they say this in the uh, folk and fairy tale thing that uh, Sylvanas's uh, original destination was going to be Ardenwild. Yes. So. Even though she wasn't really that much of a, uh, I guess, uh, hunter in the same way we view Rexar, she still kind of would end up in where most hunters and druids and shamans uh, would end up in the afterlife, from what we've seen so far. There's obviously probably more afterlives out there, but uh, Ardenwild feels like the place where Rexar would go to when he passes eventually. But oh, yeah. uh, I, I never, never really pictured Sylvanas, I always... I guess it's mainly because when we think of Sylvanas, we think of uh, Banshee Queen Sylvanas, not Ranger General Sylvanas. But uh, yeah, no, Rexar is the uh, the hunter to a T, at least when it comes to Beast Mastery. Sylvanas, feel, in, in her life before Undeath, feels very marksman. And uh, in terms of who I feel is feels the survival role the best, uh, it would have been Hemet Nessingwary before the uh, changes. To the class well rexar i mean because uh, 
back in the day, uh, you know, Rexar, he's always been shown, I think, what does he have, like, a, like two axes? I think he, like, dual wields two axes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he wields two axes. In Hearthstone, they depict him with a bow, but he yes. is mostly axes. Well, they have to depict him with a bow in Hearthstone because the hunter hero power is shooting your arrow at the enemy's face for two. So right. it, 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 thematically, it all has to fit in there. Um, but you, really, that's the only time I've ever really seen him with a bow. Generally, he's got like the, the axes that he's running around with. And, you know, back in vanilla, you know, when I was running, you know, as a hunter, I had my pet out. And yeah, I, you know, torn hunter with dual wielding axes and going, you know, and, and uh, getting into as many melee, melee fights as I could back in the day with some kind of horrible Beastmaster survival hybrid build that was not at all viable but i didn't care because <laughs> it, it felt cool to just be jumping into the fray next to my pet uh you know trying to you know wing clip what i could so yeah it it's uh back in the day that's how it used to be it used to be hunters could wield melee weapons and range weapons uh nowadays that's only survival who wields with melee weapons and uh beastmasters and, and uh, marksmen they're the ones using guns and bows and crossbows, and it's, uh, I don't entirely mind it, but I definitely would prefer it if we had more of that Rexar fantasy for uh, Beastmaster, Beastmaster Hunters. But and, nowadays, and, that's survival, sadly. Right, and survival, they can't dual wield. They only get, uh, they, they, they just have, like, a one two-handed weapon, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it's a lot of staves yeah. and spears. So, no, give me my two axes back. I want, you know, one axe in each hand, just just running around, you know, not quite like a, you know, I don't need Titan's grip. I don't need to be like that kind of, you know, brawler, but, you know, just just let me go and, and you know, cut some stuff up. Yeah, I, I would very much prefer uh, if uh, we had that option either with survival or, in my opinion, Beast Mastery, because I'd love if, if, uh, Beastmaster Hunters could be uh, melee to some extent again. Because Marksman makes sense to be fully ranged, and survival feels now mostly melee. I, I'd, I'd like a combination for Beastmastery a little bit. Yeah, that and and more pets. I, I want to see pets. as as much of my stable as I can. I want I want that out running around me. <laughs> my my favorite ability back in Mr. Pandaria, this ability they no longer have in the game, was the original Stampede where you could summon all five pets at once. Yes. And you just trample the heck out of who you're fighting. I used that so much during the uh, Rathian encounter back in, uh, I think, 5.3. Yes. Oh, no, that was fun because especially, too, if you could you could hit it and if you didn't have anything targeted, it would just summon your beasts to follow you for, like, 20 seconds or whatever, however long it was. And so if you, you know, cool. I, there were plenty of times where, yeah, I'd be out in the middle of nowhere and just get a nice screenshot of my stable with me. And I'm like, okay. And, of course, somebody's always looking off in the wrong way. And I'm like, whatever. But, you know. I, no, I was, honestly, I wish that they would bring the original baseline back of just having five pets out at once. Uh, they can have that AoE ability still. But, like, I mean, if that AO, if they we had, like, a glyph or something where you could just trample with your stable that would have been cool well there used to be a glyph for the current stampede where it would instead of because now it currently it summons animals that are supposedly from where you know the the habitat yeah. that you're in although i feel like it always summons the same uh like uh cheetahs and 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 uh and, and snakes like I, I feel like wherever i am it's always the same beasts but yeah it i i have only used it like once or twice maybe when like i'm in torgas or something but it, it's not an ability I use, and it's sad because I loved the original version of it because it was yes. just so cool to summon all five of your pets well, out at there, once. 
there was a glyph where instead of summoning random beasts from the area, it would pull beasts from your stable. So, you know, not not, not the five beasts that you had right. you know, available to call, but whatever was sitting in your stable, it would pull from there. So, you know, so I remember I'd see like, you know, some of the scorpions that I had sitting in my stable and other stuff like that. And that was at least that was cool. Cause again, it's like, these are, these are, you know, animals that I went out, I tamed, I wanted these skins. I want, you know, they're, they're cool. I, you know, I, I like them. I want to see them. So at least that felt fun, but I I, I don't know if that gif glyph gif glyph 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 is still in the game or not. I haven't seen it on the auction house or anywhere. I haven't. It's been a few expansions since it's worked. Um, so I, I I'm guessing it got taken out at some point. And and no, it'd be really nice to have something like that back, just to because again, like we build these stables, we you know like let us use them. There, it's 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 a you know like at least like with the mounts, you know you can you have like that random mount button. Or where you can, you know, you can favorite a bunch of stuff and then at least, you know, summon one of your favorites, um, you know, so you can cycle through your mounts. You're not always using the same mount all the time if you don't want to. And, uh, you know, it'd be nice to be nice to have, have that same kind of little, you know, you know, variety for your pets that, uh, you know, instead of them just sitting in the stable. I still maintain uh, that uh, they missed an opportunity with the garrison of uh you know letting hunters you know because they had the the the, the yeah. stables and then like you got to have your little horde motorcycle like drinking water for whatever reason yeah. but <laughs> uh you know like there, there should have been like a stable for the hunter pets where it's like oh let me just go and check in on my hunter pets they should or you know if not in uh if not in warlords they should have put that in uh in legion and the at the hunter class hall would have been a perfect oh place that would have been that would have been perfect i mean if they ever add ever add uh player housing and uh, hunters, mages, and warlocks get to just have their pets chilling out in their house. That would be that would just be perfect. I, I I'm thinking back on it, and I think they had the same thing for your dire beast ability back in yeah, the day. I yeah. think that that might be what you're referring to when whatever you would call out your dire beast, it would be a. Uh, there, it, it, no, it was. It, you're right. That was, they did that also, but it was two. It, there was one for stampede. Oh, and one, they did it for one, both. One okay. for, yeah, you know, because you're absolutely right. You could also have your dire beast be from your stable. I I I miss it when that was baseline. I mm-hmm. would use dire beast so much. It's not very good right now, and I miss just having. I I I have a very nostalgic mind when it comes to Mister Pandaria as my favorite expansion in both gameplay and story. It was my favorite time to be uh, just playing wow just yeah. so good it, i have so much fond memories of that expansion in general it's it's a shame that back at the time people were very negative and very against it uh despite it being so good i'm i'm i agree every time anybody was like you know this was really good i'm like of course it was really good why didn't you know that back then like, <laughs> i you don't get to realize that now you should have known it all along like yeah i was i was a teenager at the time and i was enjoying myself like I have so so many friends who are like this. This game is for kids now. Pandas, uh, April Fool's jokes, uh, Asian culture is just like I'm just like what? It's good. I don't get you people. I remember thinking, you know, when they announced it, I was like that. I was like that seems like a choice that we're going to go to a, a you know a place as as exotic as Pandaria, as foreign as Pandaria, for a full expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me, it felt like okay, like you know, like you know, like you don't want to ground your expansion in like an entire other culture like that. Like to me, it was like, Oh no, that should be like a patch. Like you go check out all the, you know, the, the, the pandas, you see how they are. And then you go back to wherever, you, you know, whatever you were doing, but they, I mean, for, for, I mean, just for starters, the story, just, they knocked the, 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 the arc of that expansion, they knocked it out of the park. Um, you know, Garrosh is, uh, not downfall, but just his, his villainy, you know, kind of carrying the, 
the the thread there. I mean, and then the way they tied it all in with Pandaria and the way they all brought it back in the in Siege of Orgrimmar, it was just brilliantly well done. Brilliantly well done. Definitely, I I just have nothing but positive things to say about that expansion. It's uh, it was a really good time to be uh, a player. I know that the alliance got a little bit snubbed for the rebellion, but overall the horde just felt really good at the time, especially since we've been dealing with Garrosh's nonsense for quite a while. And uh, Vulgen, Bane, Sylvanas, Lorthamar, Thrall. Thrall coming back was really great. Uh, I know that we were kind of sick of him a little bit in Cataclysm, but it felt right to have him be the one to help put down Garrosh, considering he's the one who seated him. It was really right. good. Right. I feel like we're I feel like we're getting off topic because we <laughs> talked about hunters and Pandaria. <laughs> well, let's okay. So so uh, so after uh, so you know so after uh, they defeat Dalen, Rexar goes off into the wilds. Uh, he hangs out around Desolus. He doesn't really. He's just kind of wandering around Desolus, if I'm not mistaken. I think he has like a quest for the player, but um, nothing think, too involved at that point. Correct. I think he goes from Feralos to Desolus to maybe the Barons. It's. I'm not as familiar with classic WoW as other people are. I didn't really play it that much back in the day and not touch the classic WoW at all because like, well, I touched it a little bit, but I didn't get really that far. But uh, I do know that he, he makes a route there. That's a big joke with the classic players. I can't find Rexar. Where's Rexar? And like, there's a whole joke and here's the storm where Rexar says, uh, I know Desolus like the back of my hand. And then he like looks at his hand. He's like, Oh, where did that come from? Great. (laughs) I, I, have an encyclopedia knowledge of Rexar. I should, (laughs) it's not very useful, but Hey, it comes handy sometimes. But, uh, yeah, no, he doesn't really do that much in classic. Wow. It's burning crusade where I think, uh, they really, uh, bring Rexar in full throttle. And that's, uh, out in the, uh, was it the, 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 not the burning blade. What's the, uh, blade edge mountain blade edge mountain. Thank you. Yes. That's really where uh, where he gets involved, correct? Yes. Uh, he is stationed in... Oh, goodness gracious. I'm trying to think of what base it's called. But he's uh, he's stationed in a horde base in Blade Edge Mountain, dealing with the ogres. And uh, Thrall kind of had to have him go to Outlands. And also, he wanted to take this opportunity to go to Outlands because he thought it was destroyed when uh, he left it. And uh, he thinks his clan might be dead, or uh, that's why he called himself the last son of the Machnathal for a long time, because he thought he truly was the last. As it turns out, there's a full Machnathal village here in Blade Edge Mountain, and they're at war with the ogres and Gruul and uh, even a little bit of the Draenei, too. So uh, Rexar, he, he's, he did not leave on good uh, graces with his father, basically. Uh, when it came to the horde forming, Rexar thought it was a good idea to join. Lederox didn't. Lederox is a very pacifist person in terms of war, and uh, because Rexar wanted to join the horde, uh, his father uh, basically forsook him as his son. He, uh, you're no longer part of the Machnathal clan. Lederox, uh, Le- not just Rexar's father, but also the chieftain of the clan, correct? Yes, Lederox is the leader of the Machnathal. It's very Funny how similar Thrall and Rexar kind of are in that retrospect. Probably why they got along so well. But uh, yeah, so Rexar was going to be the new leader of the Machnathal at some point, but not anymore. He's he's banished, and uh, Rexar kind of wants to amend the damage that him and his father had by helping them out. 
by fighting these ogres, by, you know, dealing with them. And he does. And uh, him and his father have a lot to talk about. And we never really see them talk, but seemingly they do half hash it out. I don't know if anything really happens positively, but they did talk, I believe. I wonder if that's the kind of sequence that would have benefited from like a stay a while and listen. Oh, definitely. It's a shame we didn't ha- really have that back then. I mean, the closest thing we had was that quest line where Thrall meets with uh, the people of Garadar and finally meets the son of Gromash, where there is some voice acting, but it's mostly from Warcraft 3 yeah. at the time. They didn't really have a lot of voice acting back then, but that could have been non-voice acted. I think, but well, there, there's a whole sequence there where like Thrall like is able to like cast a vision to show like actually like basically pl- play the cinematic from Warcraft three for everybody to see what happened. Like it's yeah yeah it was great. Yeah. It, it, I wish we had more moments like that back in Burning Crusade. It happened a few times, but yeah no uh, Lyrox and Rexar we really don't know their state, but Rexar does help them out and he's kind of left uh, there for a while, uh, uh, like abandoned basically to collect dust. Uh, he appears again to help defend Ogremar from the elements and cataclysms pre-event. But other than that, Rexar kind of disappears for a very long time. And uh, we don't see him, specifically him, until Legion, where uh, he is in the Hunter, or he joins the Hunter Order Hall after you survive a night in uh, High Mountain, and you prove your worth to him and uh, he joins the Unseen Path officially, and he, again, doesn't really do much in the Unseen Path's campaign, which is a really big shame. I ran a lot about that when it comes to characters that are in the Unseen Path who do do things. Uh, Rexar is not one of them, though. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's just basically there. I, th- I think that he's there because they were like, oh, he's a classic hunter, we need to involve him. But yeah, his, his uh, involvement in the hunter... Well, the, I... I don't know, the, the whole... The whole Hunter uh, questline in Legion was disappointing, mm-hmm. only in the sense that it felt like, well, what's what's the 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 it, it's uh what's I can't remember the demon that like our whole thing is there, there's the the hunt, Akar the, the Houndmaster yes that's what thank you Hakar the Houndmaster it felt to me like they were like okay well what demon kind of corresponds to hunters and they were like Hakar the Houndmaster and they're like okay well then let's have the hunters deal with him even though like we're protecting the mages of the violet hold the whole time. Like it felt to me like a little bit out of place. And I, 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 I think I, it would have worked out way better if we were like dealing with, uh, you know, there's, there's a, the demons are like corrupting the land. Why not have our hunters deal with, uh, the land being uprooted by Hakar, the Houndmaster rather than mages. It felt yeah. Like, I got why he was going after the mages, and that's fine, but when that's the main plot, you're not focusing on the hunters, you're focusing on the mages, and they chose really bizarre characters to focus on for the campaign. Like, yeah. you have a Gilnean, the Gilnean hunter trainer is one of the core cast, and his hound helps track down things. I'm over here going like, wait, you recruited Rexar, but you're having some really old mangy mutt do it instead. When Rexar literally is like, I can track, I can do these things. Like it was very upsetting for me at the time when I was really excited that Rexar was going to be a part of the, uh, the, the, this class hole because I'm a hunter. I'm like, okay, cool. You got my favorite characters here that are hunters. Awesome. What do they do? (laughs) Not really much. It's, 
it was it, it, the hunter order hall was the most disappointing for me as a as a hunter main because the other campaigns were amazing yes well Just, mo- most of them were amazing <laughs> uh, you, i think not, the, the the monk one was was okay the monk one was okay at least we got to go back to the wandering isles i'll give that's them true. that that's true and you got to hang out with chen i will say the bodyguard feature was one of my favorites in legion oh, yeah. I got to literally have rexar as my bodyguard i love that I'm glad they got that right. At least they were like, yeah, let's at least get, throw them a bone. Let's have you pal around with Rexar and his. And he, he had his own little ability where he would summon each of his hunter pets to help us, uh, including his wyvern, which at the time I was like, hey, can you let us tame wyverns? And they did. I forget when they let you. I think it was Feather Main. I think that was at the end of Legion or Broken Shore. That's what it was. But uh, that was really cool. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, no, Rexar not really a good spotlight for a while and then legion happens and he's back but not really much going on there yeah that uh yeah and, and that's the other thing too is like some of the class halls were so like the the death knight class halls like head and shoulders above all of them and i haven't played the paladin one i've heard the paladin one's good too uh, but then the hunter one it's 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 okay it's not it's not bad it's, i mean you know it's just, it's just it's just okay and it, it it feels like there, there there could have been more, but that said, like the atmosphere of the lodge, I don't. I was not a fan of the lodge at first, but then once I got in there and I saw, it, I'm like, okay, you know, this place kind of works. Um, you know, it was nice having all like the the hunters of lore kind of you know around, and again, you know, like the the diversity of the hunters because even then the dark rangers were represented because there was a dark ranger there, like you said, there was the Gilnean, uh, Gilnean guy you could get as a follower, so you had some of them. You had you did have various hunters there, so the 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 lodge functioned for it, it it's uh it's i mean i so i be. love the lodge as a place and a location and the unseen path as a concept was cool i uh i just wish that it fleshed out the characters i wanted to see better because you have uh again you have rexler here you might as well take advantage of that i mean you also have the uh human hunter who became blood brothers uh with Vol'jin, and he yeah. doesn't really do anything either so it's like I really think you could have had Tyrathan, I think his name is. Yeah, when they had that whole plot point of him like being there and be like, I'm here to help avenge an old friend and he's referring to Vol'jin, I thought, you know, probably could have had the plot be the the hunters here are here to avenge Vol'jin, maybe. Like they hunt down the Felguard who killed him, and that could have been Hakar the Houndmaster. That would have that 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 would have been cool. I think that would have made sense too, because right. you have uh Verisa and Haldron there. And if you remember back in Cataclysm, they actually respected Vol'jin because oh, yeah. they answered his call uh, to help deal with the Amani. And I thought that was really cool. So you you have a ton of potential here to be like, hey, let's have the Shadow Hunters show up. Let's have the Dark Rangers show up. Let's have Rexar show up. The, that should have been, I think, the main plot for the Unseen Path. That would be avenge cool, Vol'jin and avenge uh, all those being taken out by the Hakar the Houndmaster. I think that would have been cool. But uh, Rexar doesn't show up again until Battle for Azeroth, and thank goodness that they—I think they get him so much more respect. Oh yeah, he's 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 actually fairly prominent, I would say, in Battle for Azeroth. He, you know, he he has that. Yeah, yeah. He he's very active and uh, feels like an actual main character within the Horde campaign, which I just ate up. I was like, this is how you treat Rexar. Um, they even gave him a new model, which he had needed for years. It really looks good. It makes him look like an actual half ogre. I love it because 
uh, as my character Banarak, he's a half ogre too. He's just green um, in terms of like role play and all that stuff. But uh, no, just they really got him right. He's helping out against the Kultirans, which makes sense. So Vaz kind of called him up and was like, hey, can you help us out? Rexo was like, all right, yeah, sure, I can help out with the Kultirans. And he also even has like a whole thing where he says that Jaina is treading the same path as her father and I've got to put her down. Nothing really comes out of it, but it makes sense for him to say that. And uh, he helps out with freeing Ashvane later on when she gets captured. He helps out in the war effort against the Kultirans, as I mentioned. Um, he just has a lot to say and do, and he even befriends a uh, recently raised Forsaken Tide, Tide Sage, uh, Zelling, Thomas yes. Zelling. And they become friends, and he even hashes out with him, like, hey, you know, uh, you're my friend now, Rexar. And Rex was like, yeah, um, but by the way, you know, you're not going to be friendly with the Kultirans anymore, I'm sorry. But uh, it's, it's some really good dialogue between him, and uh, when Bane finally gets arrested, Rexar, he's out with Sylvanas at that moment. He's like, I'm joining the Re- Rebellion when it happens, people are going to know about this, and it's always been my headcanon that Rexar was the one who informed Thrall and Sarfang about Bane's imprisonment, because it makes sense for him to do that. No, the one thing that I liked is, I mean, I know you talked about like Rexar being one of like three with Rokan and, and uh, Chen earlier, but you had him, you had Zelling, like you mentioned, you had Lillian Voss, um, that like there was like a little like horde squad kind of going around doing stuff um, that oh, yeah. ultimately would, and ultimately these would all kind of become prominent characters, or, or you know, at least prominent enough they were like featured in some of the cinematics regarding the rebellion, but. Um, you know, like these were sort of the the primary horde forces that were over, you know, leading the assault uh, into Kul Taras. And, yeah, you, you know, and and so it's like you know, Rexar felt you know very important there. Um, you know, it, you know, one of the things I remember too is that when you show up, he's uh, there's the one uh, they, I think the horde had set up a camp, and then the alliance came in and then kind of put the camp under siege, and then. You know, you kind of come in as reinforcements to, you know, kick the alliance out of the camp. And it's all, or not the alliance, it's, well, it's the Tide Sages um, that you have to kick out. And uh, Rexar has the one wolf there that uh, it doesn't make it. Hulo. Yes, yes. So, so once again, it, it's, you know, they do a nice job, too, I think, of showing Rexar's various companions. Because uh, Misha's still around somewhere, right? She's yes, not, Misha's yeah. still alive. She's a huge bear. She kind of shows up. Uh, it's actually funny. One of my, I think, my favorite quest lines of the campaign, when you do rescue Lady Ashvane, who is a big enemy of Kultiris, she, you know, tried to get Jaina executed, tried to, you know, get rid of the Proud Moors, basically, as the head state of uh, Kultiris. Uh, and she's working for Ajara. She also works with Sylvanas later on. But, like, uh, you have this friendly banter between Rexar and Voltois, who is the Nightborn Mage. Who yes. is another one of your champions? Yes. And the banter between them is very nice. I like because uh, they disguise themselves as Coltirans. Uh, you and uh, Waltwas, while you pretend that you're imprisoning Rexar, and like Waltwas is having a lot of fun being uh, his warden, basically before they uh, free Ashman. It's very, very fun banter, and they even have a little bit of a dialogue between them when Sylvanas kind of just leaves them behind, uh, and like. Waltwas is pointing out, yeah, things aren't looking too good with the Horde, and like Rexar's like, yeah, we've crossed this crossroad uh, before, things aren't looking too great. Uh, 
but will endure, basically. That's right. That's right. I remember that cinematic. Yes. One of my favorite cutscenes because Rexler is prominent in it. It's yes. very rare where we get a dialogue between him and another character, but I love it when they had him interacting with Lillian Voss, interacting with uh, Thomas Zelling. Uh, it's a shame that he doesn't interact too much. It's a, I, I honestly think it's a missed opportunity that he wasn't present for rescuing uh, Bane because that would have been a nice callback to him rescuing Bane from Warcraft 3. And it also would have been interesting to see him interact with Jaina because we never see the two interact in Battle for Azeroth up until, uh, I think, uh, when Anduin and Sarfing give that speech in Duskola Marsh where they're like, yeah, we're going to go take down Sylvanas and Rexar is present there, which is his first on-screen appearance in a cinematic. I freaked out over that. That was very good and very well done. But uh, they don't dial. They don't have a dialogue, but they stand next to each other, and Jaina is smiling. So I think that was a nice indication that Jaina is kind of over her hatred for Rexar, and Rexar is probably over his hatred for her. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, you know, going back to what we said earlier, like you know, Rexar showed, you know, honor and and uh, you know, I, I guess mercy, as it were. The you know, the, like like we said, he he, you know, he wasn't disrespectful when he killed you know, uh, uh, Dalen you know, didn't spit on the body, like you said. So, you know, as, as much as Jaina was angry with the Horde, even then, like, I think looking at Rexar specifically, like, it's like that, it's hard to acknowledge like that guy, you know, that he might be part of the Horde, but he's not the problem. He's one of the good people of the Horde. And especially once, once she comes around again to recognize like, oh yeah, there are good people in the Horde. Um, you know, because even then, I mean, she gets angry at Thrall at various points, you know? So if she's, if she's upset with Thrall, like, you know, she's going to be upset with anybody, you know, Rexar included. Yeah. Once she kind of comes around on Thrall and then it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah, you're not that bad. You know, we've all made mistakes. Um, you know, then, then Rexar can kind of, you know, be, she can warm up to him again. So it makes sense in that regard. Definitely wish we had more of a stay a while and listen between them or anything narratively in a book or something. But hopefully they haven't truly forgotten about Rexar again because, again, it took them years. It, it was basically me waiting 11 years after Burning Crusade for Rexer to make a cameo appearance. He did show up in WAD, but that wasn't him. And they showed up in Legion, but he really didn't do anything. Battle for Azeroth was, uh, that, that was, that was Rexar to me. And I was so, glad the, that we got the, him. If Rexar showed up in WAD, and I, I think I do remember that vaguely. And the, like you said, that's, that's the alternate timeline Rexar. So we're not going to worry yeah, about yeah, him yeah. too much. How old is Rexar then? Um, I don't think we've ever gotten an official age, but I believe he's older than Thrall because he was in the Horde at the time as an adult with Grumash. And I be- he doesn't look that old, but I'd say he has to be at least somewhere in his late 40s or 50s, probably. I I, I would be surprised if he was somewhere in his 60s because he doesn't look it. I'd have to think 50s only because, I mean, he, he was a full-grown adult back in uh in warlords now supposed to be 30 years ago like i i, I guess he could unless, be maybe late teens unless he was a 16 year old i know that that's that's an adult age for or yeah uh, he, he didn't feel like kid rexar like he felt no, like no. you know like fully fully you know mature rexar so i i'd give him a, a few years there at least but yeah so he's, he's got to be in his 50s or so you know it, it's wearing that little cowl it probably obscures a lot of the wrinkles true true and once you remove the cowl and model viewer or anything like that, he has a very wrinkled face. So maybe he is in, you know, maybe he is an elder orc, but he does not feel it at all, which I guess that 
does kind of go with orcs in general. I mean, Sarfang is considered an elder orc, and he's mildly powerful and very strong and intelligent. It doesn't really show any signs of being senile like Drek'thar does, and Drek'thar is, Drek'thar is an ancient orc. That guy is in his hundreds. At oh, least. yeah. So Drek'thar, as far as I know, is the oldest orc in Warcraft. And Yeah, I, I think that's, that sounds about right. He was old when we met him. <laughs> yeah, he was considered an elder uh, on, on, on Ultimate Draenor, and he had black hair back then. He's still looking pretty young, looking pretty spry, but uh, I know he was considered an elder even back then. Yeah. So I, I would I would say that Drek'thar is uh, definitely in his 100s, and Rexar is probably somewhere in his late 40s, early 50s at the least. So real quickly then, as you established, Rexar doesn't really show up to do anything in Shadowlands. Um, but he does. We do know that he is uh, in the recent book that came out, uh, Exploring Kalimdor. He is uh, exploring Kalimdor with the newly established ambassador uh, Zakan, who is known as Zappy Boy within the community, and uh, he's a very young and inexperienced troll shaman who we see kind of form a friendship with Sarfang, and now he's forming a friendship with uh, Rexar. So I know you said you've read a little bit of the book. I personally haven't had a chance to read it at all, even though I have my copy right over there. Um, mm-hmm. So, so real quickly, um, you know, do you have any impressions of, I guess, Rexar's role in the book? As far as does Rexar do anything of note that you've come across yet? He is more of a guide to Zakan. Zakan is the one who is vocally speaking the most. This is more, I'd say, a Zakan book than a Rexar book. Now, Rexar still appears. He still has a lot to say. He still has a lot to do. Uh, he's basically mentoring Zakan during their travels. And uh, there's even a point in the book where Zakan almost poisons them with some mushrooms, and Rexar's like, ah, uh-uh, no. And like Misha's like growling at Zakan. And uh, she's she's ticked at Zakan for doing that. And uh, it, I honestly, I love the two. Rexar and Zakan are a great combination. Uh, reminds me very much of uh, Sarfang and Zakan's relationship, except Zakan and I think Sarfang had more of a fatherly relationship. I'd say Rexar is more of like a cool uncle or something, maybe even older brother, but uh, definitely not a father figure, I'd say. But well, Rexar never, like, as far as we know, Rexar has never, like, settled down to have a family. He's just kind of mm. been, like, that bachelor hanging out in the woods. Yeah, no, he, I'd say he's more of a father to his animals, like Misha, I'd say. he's Those are his kids, really, at this point. Uh, sure, he might settle down at some point, maybe. I mean, there are plenty of female Machnathals out there, or if he wants to settle down with uh, anyone else, I've personally been... Uh, this is my own personal thing. It's never going to happen, but I've always liked the idea of Garona and Rexar forming a bond of some kind. It doesn't have to be romantic, but it could have been... I think it'd be nice, considering they're both half-breeds. They have probably a lot of similar things on their plates. That makes sense. So, I know there's some controversy with the book. We'll get into that another time. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, then, from what you've read of the book so far, you're happy with Rexar's presentation? I'd I'd say I I there really hasn't been too many things like me going. This wouldn't be something Rexar would do or say. Um, there's a few things that other characters like Gazlo that make no sense. But in terms of how Rexar is presented in the game and the books and in Hearthstone, I'd say it's all very on point with Rexar, and uh, I'm rather pleased with how they portray him. He is. Uh, not gung ho about the war. He's not gung ho about Teldrassil. 
he is very uh i'd say he's very much of the mind that i would think he would be uh after the fourth war and uh one of my hopes is after this book i know that the book had received tons of controversy tons of lore hiccups but i do hope that after this in the same vein that uh flynn and shaw uh who were the previous uh characters of the last book exploring uh, eastern kingdoms I hope that uh, Rexar and Zakan are a pair that we see in game as a as a duo because I kind of see it as a, a new form of group that they're forming with Rexar as the lead and Zakan as his backup in the same way that Rokan and Rexar used to be. And uh, of course, Rokan is now the leader of the Dark Spears now that Vol'jin has passed. So Rokan can't be having buddy adventures anymore with Rexar. Well, that's what Rexar should get. Like, if, if Zakan is kind of like Rokan Jr., he should go get Lili, who's like Chen Jr. Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah. The three of them should go and hang out and do stuff. I would love that. Lili is supposed to be Anduin's age. Like, is she really? Yeah. Oh, she she, was, you know, actually, that's you're probably right because I mean, we haven't seen her since we haven't. You're right. We we haven't seen her since Mists, and even Nomi grew up a bit since mists we so lily yeah lily should totally be like a full full full-blown like adult female pandaren running around now you're absolutely right the weird thing is we have seen lily in both legion and battle for azeroth uh and she is still a kid Uh oh they have not updated her model despite the fact that she was supposed to be um anduin's age now they might have retconned it to change her age but She's supposed to be the same age as uh, Anduin Wren, who is like 18 right now, turning 19. I don't know. I, I feel like they made her design as a kid so iconic. I mean, they put it in Heroes of the Storm. Right. That it's like, yeah, she, she needs to be updated. She needs to age. I mean, we've seen Rathion age significantly over time. Rathian's like five or six years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, dragon time. I know, all. I know, but it's hilarious yeah. to me that with the context, cause he was like three years old. Yeah. Mr. Pandarian, that guy is like creating subterfuge. He's taking on the likes of Mogu left and right. He's got giving us legendaries. And like, you forget that this kid who sounds like an adult who looks he like the same I'm pretty age, sure Rathion shaves. He has a beard. Exactly. He has a beard. I mean, granted, they can choose the way they want to look because they're dragons, but I just find that hilarious in context whenever engaging with the guy. Like, this this man who is a dragon, or Drake now, is uh, a five years old. And after everything he's done, it's just, it's wild to me. It works for Rathian, but for Lily, it's like, girl, you are way too young looking i i it's just uh. maybe raffion cast a spell on lily where instead of lily aging raffion absorbs all the aging that she would have done so he's aging super fast and she's gonna stay as a kid oh, for it's the reverse extra long it's the reverse cadgar yes yes instead of cadgar being like stupid old because of medivh it's uh lily being stupid young because of uh raffion damn okay <laughs> but yeah i would love uh rexar Lili and uh, Zakan as the new trio, and it, it's great that Rexar is still in it because that guy is just—he's the champion of the horde. He—he is—he's not dropped that title yet, and uh, I'd love to see more from him, especially if we get uh, Dragon Isles as the uh, next chapter for Warcraft, because he's—he's he's buddies with dragons. He's buddies with Sabellian, a black dragon in Outlands. Well, real quickly then, here to wrap up. Uh... 
because we are recording this before the expansion has been announced. So yep, yep, yep. We don't know. We don't know what's coming yet here. Uh, those of us on the show here. So what uh, what are you, what are your hopes for the next expansion? What do you hope to see? Um, how how much of the cinematic do you hope Rexar is involved in? <laughs> well, to answer the, fir- the 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 last question first. One hundred percent, just do an entire cinematic of Rexar. Uh, in the cinematic i don't know what he could be doing he could be exp- you know what just have rexar be exploring the uh either the dragon isles or if it's a world revamp like i think it could be uh it could be just rexar a quick shot of rexar walking in desolus again i would eat that up just i'm not the biggest fan of classic wow but if rexar's just wandering in desolus as a full-fledged cgi cinematic that would be amazing especially because uh, with the technology that they have nowadays, they can use those models of the CGI riggings for uh, episodic uh, videos, like we saw with Old Soldier. So oh, yeah. uh, we yeah. got if we got Rexar in that, that means he could. Uh, oh God! If that happened, if we had CGI Rexar, uh, man, I would freak out over that too. <laughs> but, I, uh, I assume they have to have a CGI cinematic ready, but. I I, mean, I guess I mean they did I guess they did technically get a CGI cinematic out for Shadowlands uh, the, the launch and that was done all work from home, um, but I'm I'm still I'm I'm not going to hold up too much hope because you know until they establish like oh no like we're f- back at full production capacity regardless of whether they're working from home or they have people right, in the office right. or whatnot I, you know I don't I don't want to you know be like oh no like you should be able to do this like you know whatever their workflow is whatever their output is you know I'm sure we'll get some sort of intro cinematic but uh yeah if we can get a nice cgi cinematic especially with rexar um, that would be pretty sweet yeah I, in, in terms of what i want i it, they've already i believe confirmed in interviews going back to azeroth so just going back home to azeroth it just fits my niche wasn't the biggest fan of shadowlands themes so it's like just going back getting in the nitty-gritty of the home of azeroth i'm okay with like us dealing with some cosmic forces like the light or the void or the fell or the scourge but uh, just going back home to Azeroth is enough for me. And uh, if it's exploring a new lands mass, like the Dragon Isles, as so many people think, which is dealing with the dragons and dealing with their issues, I'm fine with that. It means we get to see more dragons. I love dragons. Uh, it could be dealing with uh, the world forever changed by what Zovol did to it or Sargeras' sword, whatever that did to it. Um I love world revamps. Cataclysm did an amazing job, I think. Uh, some of it's dated now, but back in 2010, it was amazing to see. So uh, those are my two biggest hopes. There's so many other things that they could do uh, that they will probably do, because I think that hoping for Dragon Isles and hoping for a world revamp might be too much, but who knows? On, on the one hand, they... My my impression of, of how the the Cataclysm World revamp went over. Um, I personally liked it, but mm-hmm. although I should say, like I came, I, I played in vanilla and then I came back for Cataclysm. So I, I, you know, I, I came back specifically because I'm like, oh, they're changing the world. I'm curious about that. Um, mm-hmm. So I, it's not like I was playing like through the revamp, like through Wrath into into Cataclysm. So you know, when I say that I liked it, part of it was that I got to go. I intentionally went and explored all the zones. To, like I know a lot of people who. Uh, you know, we're playing only at max level. They just did the five zones that got added and they didn't really go and actually explore the rest of the content there. So they felt yeah. that they put all this work into revamping the world and then it got ignored. And subsequently, they, you know, they've kind of said, like, yeah, we're not going to do something like that again because we're not, we're not going to waste our time doing all this stuff that 
the you know the bunch of the player base just isn't going to see because they're they're off you know doing the the you know if they're going to revamp anything they're going to make it relevant at the time so everybody gets to experience exactly which they've kind of done with uh, some of the various zones like Arathi and uh you know the barons they're not the barons uh, like Darkshore where when they've updated the zones there they've they've had something happen there to, to justify going there yeah they did that with Sulphus too at the end of Legion. yes yes um I think that's a, that. It, I feel like the best way of handling a world revamp would be to make it current content. Yeah. Unlike Cataclysm, I think that was the biggest issue for Cataclysm was a lot of the really cool stuff, and it's very fascinating because they were like, okay, yeah, Cataclysm era, all this stuff takes place after Wrath of the Lich King. They acknowledge the Lich King is dead in Silverpine. They and that was one of my favorite quest lines too. Yes. Um, for the world revamp in general. It was really good at the time. Very weird now with Sylvanas, but worked so well for what it was at the time. But yeah, so many people, they missed out on that. Uh, I was leveling a goblin at the time, so I got to experience it all, and I loved it. Um, So much so that I ended up making more alts to level through it. And uh, for me, it was a good thing. It was great, because the world was changing, and uh, it needed to change. Right. Uh, I barely remember the classic world and actually going back to it uh, when they launched classic. Wow. I was like, wow, a lot of this stuff is kind of similar, but uh, for the most part, it's very different, very jarring. And they even like added very nice uh, things in cataclysm, like transmog. Uh, They also added in that like little uh, automatic quest thing where you go on the radio or something. Basically you don't have to go back and forth, back and forth. Right. As you did in previous expansions, which was such a nice thing to have because, look, not everyone has epic flying. Not everyone can go back as quickly as a mage could. So it was very nice things that they added in Cataclysm. But yes. uh, a world revamp would just be, I think, especially with the graphics that they have today and the storytelling that they have today with voice acting and all that, be amazing to see WoW with a new fresh coat of paint with the new art team. The one thing that I wonder is because I, I think a lot of people have felt with like the introduction of classic, like everyone's like, okay, just get to Wrath of the Lich King classic. That's kind of like the first vintage era of WoW, and then the Cataclysm comes in and it changes everything. But you don't have to do the cat. You know, it's not as imperative that you do Cataclysm because we that that stuff is all still in game. We can go check out the the Cataclysm era zones because they're still there. So we don't need them on the classic server because you know, like one of the appeals of the classic server is you got to see everything before the mm-hmm. Cataclysm. But I wonder if I mean there are rumors now that Wrath classic is going to be announced so if you look at the time frame here maybe they're more willing to like okay well let's revamp the world again and then that'll give us justification for doing a cataclysm uh you know classic server in about a year because now that stuff will be out of the game and the only way you'd get to see the you know cataclysm era zones is to go to the cataclysm era server and you know, every so often, you know, you know, and then in like 10 years or so when they get caught up and they're like, okay, you know, the 10.0 classic server is coming. We'll do another world revamp then. So they can still, you know, none of this content is truly gone. It's just, you know, time locked on these specific servers that they're now uh, slowly implementing. So I, th- I think that that's, that's something to consider that uh, I wouldn't have considered before. Yeah. I mean, they also have the technology now where you can basically time walk back in time. That's true too. Yes. They added that with the uh, new Chromie leveling, yes. where you could basically be like, all right, I would like to level through this expansion and uh, see, because that's how they do it canonically now. Like if someone's like, oh, okay, I'm 
Uh, I'm a new player, and I want to see the events that transpired during Rattle Lich Gang, and Crummy will teleport you back in that age, because uh, canonically, if you start out with a new character with Exile's Reach, that takes place in the Battle for Azeroth timeline. And when you start it now, it'll be more like, oh, okay, you're going to go back in time during Wrath, the Lich King was alive back then, so Blanus wasn't Warchief, yada yada yada. So, I feel like they have the technology to do that if people want uh, to do Cataclysm's leveling uh, again. Yeah, that's a good point. I I feel like that's the best way of handling it, with their phasing technology. So, they don't have to do a Cataclysm Classic, but I won't say no to it. Especially won't say no to a Mr. Pandaria Classic. Uh, Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, well that's the other thing too, we were talking about that earlier, and and, uh, one of the other things is after mists is i think when they did a lot of the ability pruning and so there was a lot of stuff in, like we were talking about like with the stampede changes i know mm-hmm. for warlock is when they really started uh taking out a lot of the demonology uh, like metamorphosis and stuff because they, they took all that out because they knew that the demon hunter was coming even though we didn't but uh you know but like you know like all the classes you know the, the gameplay changed a lot and yeah, I mean, I still have a, a, a screenshot that I had as my wallpaper for a while of my warlock in uh, the metamorphosis form running around half hill, and you know I, that uh, that there was a, or was it there was the dark ap- apotheosis? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Where uh, it wasn't full metamorphosis, but you got the demon wings. Yeah, so yeah, run- I remember that. You know, I so love that. There were a ton of uh, a ton of little you know flavors in in mists that are just gone and. You know, I, I think that's the problem. That's the one problem that they they have to, I guess, worry about a little bit is that everybody's gonna, you know, like, oh no, this is the expansion I want to go back to, and every every new iteration, they're not gonna be bringing as many people along because it's like, you know what, I'll I'll go up to mists, and then I'm like, I might, I don't know if I'm gonna make the jump from mists to uh, I feel, warlords there because uh, I feel like uh, the way to solve warlords, especially, I feel like is allowing the content that they cut added into that because what they're really it's such an advantage thing like to be revisiting these old expansions because there's so much cut content you could basically like go to the uh drawing board and be like okay what was on here originally ah let's add that here well i mean the thing about warlords is that Mm -hmm. uh, after the leveling experience there was so little after that exactly that i mean you know like uh, w- w- uh burning crusade we've had for about a year now and i think they're just about finishing up like warlords they're just gonna release it as is like the, maybe like you know like two you know like three months later will be the final raid and that's it like there's exactly. no there you know they're, they're, you know and then they're gonna be right into legion classic after that um, and at least legion has some legion has some meat on it um, that's why that's why i'm saying that if they ever did do a wad classic they'd be like okay we cut so much stuff out from this expansion let's add that in as the appeal um, that's what i would do because um, i understand what? okay go ahead what was, you're, you're saying i was gonna say i understand that people when they do these classic expansions they're like we want them at how they are um as they are the problem i think though is like a lot of the uh content currently in retail wow is still available for the most part uh, aside from certain quest lines being cut, like the legendary quest line and mists, right? And presumably uh, those would be brought raid, back. Exactly, they'd be brought back. Which, uh, as much as I love the legendary quest lines in both mists and wad, especially mists, I think I talked about that here once. Um, yes. Yeah, that was ages ago. <laughs> um, I would, I would love it if uh, just wad 
went with uh, the, okay, we're going to just add everything that we were going to add for this expansion because it's so, it's it's missing so much. And it would well, make sense if they do that. Well, on, on the one hand, I think, I don't know if that's a precedent they want to set because there are people calling for like classic plus where it's like, okay, like start yeah. like developing, you know, like out from what you have here. And if it's like a separate timeline or whatever, so be it. And I don't, you know, that's a decision that they have to make. Like once they go down that path, you're not walking that back. But at the same time though, like of all the expansions, you could kind of get away with that with it's wad because it's already an alternate timeline that you can just be like, okay, we're just going to go and branch off on this development. And you know, it, it really it depends how much, how much resources they want to throw at it. If they want to throw a whole team to, you know, rebuild all that content and, and, and or, mean, you know, you redevelop can... new stuff. And even then, I mean, who's to say, why not, you know, like, okay, yeah, then you have Legion classic and, and, you know, you keep going the, the you know, following retail, but then, you know, if you want to have some place to explore, like why not take wad and just kind of keep building that out and do like, you know, what would, uh, what would like 7.0 look like if it was on, warlords instead of azeroth what would you know like 8.0 look like on, on uh, draenor instead of azeroth and, and so on and so forth and just really blow that up and go in that direction and and kind of you know go crazy with it i mean even then they could just still roll with the cannon and just basically be like okay this is the stuff that we were going to add and it was just missing uh, especially the stuff with uh grumash grom was supposed to get a ton of screen time and why yeah. for why he turned for why he stopped you know, believing in the Iron Horde. And I believe that was supposed to be in the Shatrath raid, but it was cut along with his legendary Gorhal and uh, also Urel's plotline. I'm sure there was going to be stuff with Thrall and uh, uh, Duratan and Draka and all the other stuff. So much stuff was cut in Wad that would make sense to add in to that game and you could still reference it in the current game because it was supposed to happen. I didn't. I still maintain I want somebody to write like an in-depth book like a, a jason schreier level like book of just like what happened during wad's development like i just want like a like a like an off the record kind of you know like uh or uh an, uh, uh what was it a, 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 an oral history of, of warlords of draenor where just everybody involved in that just sits down and, and explains like what happened because that to me is like the greatest that to me is like the greatest like missed opportunity uh, and i we, we've kind of seen the same things a little bit with shadowlands and and, and uh yeah a, a, not so much with bfa but a little bit with shadowlands too and obviously like shadowlands is a little bit different like everybody got stuck working from home and stuff had to start changing like that's a little more clear to be like okay what what you know when did the path branch off but warlords warlords is it's is, is something happened internally and i i wish I wish I could have been a fly in the wall in, you know, in, the, in that room when, when they, the, the, you know, whatever decisions had to be made were made or, you know, to, to, to you know, be the, the janitor that comes in after hours and sees the whiteboard with all this stuff written down and just, you know, take a picture of that, put it on Twitter. Like, I, I, that's what I want to know. Like, but, uh, alas. Yeah. In terms of what, all I know is that was around the time that they wanted to do yearly expansions and that blew up in their face. They were like, we cannot do this. No. Yearly expansions are a no. So I'm guessing that's what happened. They were trying to do yearly expansions. Couldn't work. Didn't work. And the expansion suffered from it. And they were like, okay, this project is not working out. We're going to abandon it. We're going to work on the next expansion, Legion. Because I believe what they said, this is something I know back then, 
was that while they were working on Mr. Pandaria, they were working on both Wad and Legion. And they were deciding which one they wanted to do next, and I believe Wad was the winner. So... There were concerns, too, how Wad related to the Warcraft movie, which had a shifting yeah, yeah, release yeah. date. And, and so there were some external factors there that I think could have come into play as far as when they had to get stuff out and, and whatnot. Um, because, uh, uh, you, you know, like Duratan was a big character in Warlords and Duratan was obviously a big character in the Warcraft movie. So that, you know, made sense right. to, to feature him in both, both, uh, you know, both game and movie at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that, that to me will forever be the most fascinating expansion, not because of my experience playing it. It's not my favorite expansion because of how I played it. It's just, it's so I want to know the backstory. I want to get like all the developers. Like I want to, you know, like go out to dinner with each of them one by one and just, just find out what happened. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. What is a big old giant mystery on the noggin? I, uh, I was so excited for it when it, when it was announced and uh, with the promise of new models and the garrisons and just going to Draenor as a big orc fan. That was amazing to hear. I think they even said that you were even going to like meet with the Machnathal as a faction at one point, and I think that got scrapped along with so many other things. But uh, yeah, no, Wad was a big mess for me. I was coming off the high of Mr. Pandaria. I was like, oh, yeah. they did such a good job here. I cannot wait for the next expansion. Oh, we're going to the Orc planet, and it's Garrosh's weird alternate timeline thing. Okay, that's a bit weird, but I'll I'm 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 good. I'm fine. Let's go. I just dealt with kung fu pandas. Fine with it. Let's see what it is. And it came out initially. I thought it was the best expansion ever, and then no. Oh it, yeah, it came out strong. It came out strong, and then it just there was just nothing aside from aside from the servers dying at the start. Oh, yeah, 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 but that's. That was fun. Yeah, that, that that that's its own issue because yeah, you had everybody trying to click on that one spyglass to get their uh, the garrison going. Yeah, that was hilarious. And then the servers died. I just remember like everyone was in the same phase too. Mm-hmm. So like everyone was, you just had like a hurdle of people clicking on this thing constantly, constantly, constantly. Nothing happened until the game just crashed, and everyone was waiting on the dead servers. I remember the whole drama about that. I saw YouTube videos left and right making fun of that. But that was, I, I don't know. Sometimes that can just be fun for the yeah. community to just kind of dunk on that because that just happens. Right. Well, but, well that's, that's the, that's, you know, that's the kind of thing that'll happen, especially because there's so much interest and you're right. You're right. Every, it, it can bring the community together because everybody's kind of going through the same experience in that regard. And yeah, we, we can dunk on that. And, you know, at the end of the day, nobody's going to hold that against Blizzard um, for too long. I mean, people get for angry too long. Them. Some people well, eventually know. everybody moves on and they get into the content. And then at that point they're, they're impressed by the leveling and whatnot. I, I um, will say we have not had that many uh, expansion failures since then. I don't, I cannot. Oh, yeah. oh, they, I think they learned a lot. from that. <laughs> I think, I think at the time they weren't expecting so many people to come back either. So it was like, yeah. Well, I, they, I, I wonder if they're going to run the same issue at 10.0, depending on what it is. Well, I mean, they got better, too. They Now they do the global launches where everything hit, hits at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's, I mean, they, 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 I think they've really upped their tech game, um, which is impressive. And you're, you're, you're absolutely right, uh, you know, to see how, how they're going to handle 10.0. I mean, that, that's what's, as, as I said for us, we're recording this before the announcement. So that's what's April 19th. Ahead. 
April, April 19th. 19th. I, have, I have that circle on my calendar and I fully expect they'll make the announcement right during dinner time. <laughs> I, oh, so man. Like five, 5 p.m. or whatever Eastern, it'll be 2 p.m. Pacific. They're going to announce it and uh, I will not be able to watch live because uh, my kids won't wait. <laughs> they need I'll, I'll be I'll be waiting. I'll be over here just uh, literally staring at my screen doing nothing. Yeah. until it happens. Oh, man, I. I have a whole setup ready for that for reaction reactions and talks and uh, I'm I'm excited genuinely. I uh, nine point two's ending was pretty good for me and uh, the stuff in the PTR are looking really good too. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think they've I think they're kind of steering the ship as best they can at this point. I mean, Sh- Shadowlands finale here was a bit bumpy. Definitely bumpy, um, but yeah. uh, I, I think they're kind of at least getting. I've heard, haven't had a chance to read Sylvanas yet. I've heard very good things about it. Um, I I don't have the book, but people have been spoiling me on it. I'm fine with it though because I asked for the spoilers. It's looking pretty good. Yeah. I, I I know that. I obviously it will deal with the jailer, and a lot of people don't like that those bits, but that makes sense to me because the jailer. Not a lot of people like the guy. He's ah man, jailer. <laughs> oh. I have a full list on that guy. Well, we'll have to we'll have to bring you back for a jailer episode. Then. Oh no, please don't! Uh, you will not get me as enthused about him as I was here. Well, well, thank you for coming on. It was great to talk to you about Rexar. Oh uh, yeah, where uh, can people find your your uh, your YouTube videos and your uh, your, your Twitter thoughts? You can find me on YouTube under the name of Skull Shorties. I make, as I said, lore videos and machinimas and all that sort of wow content on there. Uh, and other content sometimes too. And you can find me on Twitter under Skull Shorties. Uh, it's like Skull and then underscore Shorties. Uh, probably easier that you find me, I think. I, I'm pretty well known on there somehow, but yeah, I, I am on there. And uh, you can also find me on Twitch sometimes, but that's very, very rare. And what was the video you just put out today? I saw you put a, a video. I, I posted a lore video on Strength of Steel, the story of Strength and Steel. It is yes. a very small short story that was released during Mr. Pandaria. It is one of my favorites, and I finally got to cover it. Was that the, the orc that was like hatching the, the cloud serpent eggs? Something yes, along those lines. Yes. A, the Dragon Ma Koak uh, from the internment camps. He's a green orc, unlike his uh, pale skin brothers of the Dragon Ma. The, yeah, he uh, he hatches a cloud serpent and befriends it, and uh, it's a very nice and touching story. I really enjoyed covering it. Yes, and then as you said, you'll have your reaction video for the expansion up when uh, when that comes out. April nineteenth. Yes, April nineteenth. Yes, yes. I think we all we all have that date seared into our mind at this point. So yes, we do. <laughs> yes. So, so thank you again for coming on. That's going to go ahead and wrap us up here. Uh, thank you to Jarrett for producing. Thank you to Kurabar for editing and thank you everybody at home for downloading and listening. We are at torn goblin on Twitter. Also at the mash network, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, Katie is at Hyrule master 77 on Twitter. I am at Wookiee on Twitter. And again, what was your Twitter uh, skull? Uh, skull shorties. Bullshit is on Twitter. Uh, join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know what you think about Rexar and how much you want to see Rexar in 10.0 and beyond at Touring Goblin at mash.gg. 
If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. Visit mtb.gg support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where you can support this show by joining the Torn and the Goblin membership for $1.25 per episode or $2.50 per month, where you can provide general support for $2 a month. And you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link, where you can get codes for Steam, Epic Game Store, Uplay, and more. Check out our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. The opinions expressed on this show are the express opinions of the host and are not representative of Blizzard Entertainment. All place names and character names for World of Warcraft are used exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark, a registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. In the U.S. and other countries, no copyright or trademark infringement is intended. For Katie and Skull, I'm Nick. Ancestors, watch over you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta say and see ya. It's very important. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash Network, facebook.com slash buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 